podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Today on the 1012 Podcast, the Big 12 preseason team is out. We discuss it and what it could mean for the season, plus expectations for the four new Big 12 programs. Welcome all y'all. And Kyle Umlong joins the show for our favorite off-season episode, the Big 12 Dream Road Trip. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 14 teams in the Big 12. Man, that's fun to say. Uh, we are the flagship show of the 1012 Network. Find every podcast, every show in the network at 1012network.com. T E N, the number 12, the word network. I am your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us this week, the first official podcast episode. Of the 14-team Big 12 Conference. We've been waiting for this day to come. It is here. I am thrilled. I am excited. It just, it feels good. Two years of waiting. Two years of anticipating. I, I know I'm excited. I know UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, and BYU are excited. So are other fans. The amount of content and craziness and parties late into the night that those four fan bases, those universities were, were putting on last week on Saturday. I mean, look, it was as if it wasn't already a holiday weekend and a big deal to have that coinciding with it. I think uh, I think there were a lot of fireworks set off this weekend. A lot of drinks consumed, a lot of official school beers, a lot of cougar tails were consumed. Just a really, really great time for everyone involved. Uh, if you haven't yet, we had a fantastic intro for the four new schools uh, on the episode is available in podcast form. It's also available on our YouTube channel. If you don't know that we have YouTube, you can find exclusive interviews posted there with some fantastic guests. Link is in the bio. It's real simple. Go to youtube.com. Look for 1012 Podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe. Watch the videos. Like them. We will have an exclusive uh, YouTube-only interview this week. So if you're big on the transfer portal, that's something you like to keep track of. Uh, go check it out. Uh, Big 12 Media Days is next week, next Wednesday and Thursday. We will not be there this year. Um, I I wanted to try and make it happen. Uh, It's not going to work out, unfortunately. Very disappointed to not be there, but we will not. But we will uh, have something next week, maybe. I don't know. We we might have an episode. We might just let uh, Big 12 Media Days breathe. I know that our Houston podcast, Scott and Holman, will be there. So make sure that you are uh, paying attention to that podcast, that show, following them on the Twitter the threads, we're on threads, 1012 Podcast, 1012 Network is on threads. If you are one of the people who is uh, at a thread account, make sure you're following us there, as well as Twitter, at 1012 Network. Uh, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. We've got a fantastic episode today, one of my favorite summer episodes, Big 12 Dream Road Trip. First time guest, long time a desire to have Kyle Umlong on the podcast. We're going to come to that in just a minute. We've got a few things to get to. Those four new schools that have joined the Big 12, they are very, very excited. But that excitement is going to build and die down in two different ways. Build as the anticipation of this first season gets here about their excitement to play in the Big 12 Conference. Flex those muscles and die down from the just like, yay, we're here. Okay, no, no, now we want to do something. Now we want to do something now that we are here. Soccer and football, first opportunity to do so. I think BYU soccer could really throw a wrench in the usual Big 12 standing. We'll talk about that as we get closer to the season. But as for football, what should the four incoming schools expect? It's going to be a topic of conversation. And I think most of the fan bases have realistic expectations for year one. We've seen realignment of this level occur in the past. Obviously, TCU and West Virginia joined the Big 12. You saw Utah join the Pac-12. The ACC gobbled up some other Big East schools like Louisville. You saw ACC schools shift to the, the Big 10. We've seen conference realignment constantly. The last big wave, of course, as we mentioned, TCU and West Virginia to, uh, to the Big 12, joined for the 2012 season. Utah joining Pac-12. Colorado shifting over there. So when it comes to G5 to P5, You have to have some realistic expectations. And I think most of the fan bases do. 
But I'm curious if they have realistic enough expectations. The Big 12 preseason poll came out on Wednesday. We'll talk about that here in a second. If you look at it, UCF used to no preseason players. No one on the team. No one on the preseason media team from Houston or UCF. One player from BYU, an offensive lineman whose name I have got to familiarize myself with because I'm going to get it wrong, Kingsley. Just help me out, folks. Suamatea, if that's wrong, hit me up at the DMs on social. Correct me. I will find the uh, pronouncer. I promise I will. Two from Cincinnati, defensive lineman Dante Corleone, who's got a sandwich deal through NIL, and it's fantastic. And punter Mason Fletcher. That's it. From the four... Incoming schools, those are the only players on the preseason team. Houston fans upset, UCF fans upset. Uh, I will admit I had a Houston UCF player. No, I had a Houston player on our poll. I don't think I ended up with a UCF player. I'll have that out in the next week or so. We'll post ours. But it makes a lot of sense. Like it just it just kind of does. And I'm, and I'm sorry. I know that's not insulting or you're just not getting enough due. Look at the last time we saw G5 to P5 like this. 2012, TCU, uh, coming off an 11-2 season in 2011, been rolling in the Mountain West, killing it nationally. 2012, 7-6, 4-5 in Big 12 play, 2-4 to finish the season. So start 5-2, finish 2-4. West Virginia, 2011, 10-3, destroyed Clemson in the bowl game, come to the Big 12, ready to go, 7-6, and 4-5 and five in conference play, finish 2-4. and four. Tough seasons in year one that ended poorly. Then came 2013. TCU, 4-8, 2-7 in conference play with a 1-5 finish. West Virginia, same thing, 4-8, Two and seven in conference play, one and five finish. It takes time to acclimate to playing a higher level of competition. And you can say, well, the Big 12 is not that much better than ACC. You Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, and UCF fans, you can say that all you want. But that's not true. That may be what some people in the media want to make you think because of recruiting rankings or this or that. It's just not the reality. It is a more difficult conference. It's going to take a minute. Now, what's interesting to me, though, in the Big 12, and why I'm having a problem just taking this data and straight applying it to everybody joining the Big 12 is this. How many times have we said this on this show? How many times do I say this on social media? There has never been a year like what we're about to see in the Big 12 this season. Never. Four schools coming in, not one, not two, four schools incoming, two schools in their last season, old rivalries being renewed, towing from a round-robin schedule to unbalanced schedules. This is very, very unusual. So you take that by itself. Is historical data helpful. Now let's throw in this. I think it's the bigger thing. The last time we had a major shift like this, that 2012, 2013, 2011 time period, there was no transfer portal. There was no immediate eligibility. There was no NIL. Those have so drastically changed the college football, the college athletics landscape that roster construction, roster building is not done the same way at all as it was back then. Oh, here's the last little nugget. Those teams back then had a year's heads up. So they maybe got like one recruiting class that you were selling on coming to the Big 12. And that's one that you were already building relationships and recruiting. The four incoming have had two years to prepare. They have two years worth of freshmen. They're going to be like, we're Big 12 players now. They have had more time to prepare. They have had more time to prepare their rosters. And they're able to more immediately benefit their rosters joining the Big 12 because of the portal and NIL. All this is to say this. I have no idea how historical data will help us prepare for this season. 
I do think it means one thing. The back half of your season is always important. It's never been more important for the four schools incoming than it will be this year to decide whether their season is going to be a success or failure. Because the reason those teams have had so much trouble is because they don't have the depth of talent. Their starters, I, I think UCF's starting roster is going to be on par with most of the teams in the Big 12. Same thing with Houston and BYU and Cincinnati. They're going to have plenty of players that would play on teams in the Big 12 that are starting. It's that depth. It's that second string. It's that third string. It's what happens when you start getting injuries. What happens when you have to play a Power 5 team 10 times instead of one or two? The back half of the season is going to really be where it determines your year. And if you're a Big 12 team playing one of the newcomers, you hope you got them in the back half of the season because that should be an advantage to you. Going to be very interesting to see, very interesting to track this year. Um, I've been big on, you kind of have to throw out some of the historical data because I'm just not sure how useful it is in this current day and age of college athletics. Uh, As we mentioned, the preseason team is out. Very interesting notes. Uh, First off, Texas had five players on the team. That is the most of everybody. Kansas State, Kansas, and TCU each had four. Though I will note, Kansas State running back Treshawn Ward was named Newcomer of the Year. He is a transfer from Florida State. He was not one of the running backs named to the preseason team. Those honors fell to Richard Reese of Baylor and Devin Neal of Kansas. So you could say Kansas State had five players. That's a tie. We've had ties in the past. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, I do think that's very interesting. It's also very interesting that your offensive player of the year, Jalen Daniels, was not a unanimous first-team selection. Typically, whoever your offensive player of the year is going to be a a unanimous first-team selection. It's not this year in Jalen Daniels. I know we did not pick Jalen Daniels for our first-team quarterback in the 10-12 podcast media ballot submission. I'm just going to put that out there. There's another quarterback that we we picked. Uh, We will go over ours. Uh, You know what? We're going to do it next week. Let's just do it next week. Let's just plan for next week. That's the goal. We need to to put ours out. We'll talk about it next week. We'll save that for next week. Um, So what does, uh, again, sorry, Um, Jalen Daniels, Offensive Player of the Year, uh, Defensive Player of the Year award going to uh, Jalen Ford of Texas, linebacker there. A newcomer of the year, as I mentioned, Treshawn Ward, running back at Kansas State, coming from uh, Florida State. So congrats to Texas on five. Uh, what does that mean for the year? Does that mean anything? Historically speaking, uh, the team who has had the most players in the preseason poll is the team that has won the Big 12 more often than not. Now, uh, it's hard when Oklahoma was typically that team and they were always preseason number one and then they always won the Big 12. That was the case in 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017. Uh, 2021, they had the most. They had nine players. I went back to 2017. I didn't go back further than that. Nine is by far the most a team since 2017 has had on the preseason team. That being that 2021 Oklahoma team, they went 10-2 but missed the Big 12 championship game altogether. Baylor and Oklahoma State were there. Kansas State last year had the most players, six. They won the Big 12. There is another exception here. In 2020 and 2017, Texas tied Oklahoma for the most players on the preseason team. Texas in uh, 2020 had five along with Oklahoma. Texas went seven and three. In 2017, Oklahoma and Texas both had five. Texas went seven and six. Texas this year with five. Kansas State with four. Not going to count Treshawn Ward because he's not on on the poll. On the media team, will be interesting to see if the history of having the most players on the preseason team holds history, like we've seen a lot, or if the Texas getting the most players uh, leads to a seven-win t- season. Is the thing that holds water. You know what else holds water really well? Home field apparel shirts, the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel you will find anywhere. They've got every Big Twelve school. All 14 teams in the conference are available at home field. Multiple schools have gotten refreshes so far this summer. Oklahoma and Texas have. TCU has. Kansas State. Oklahoma State. Cincinnati. West Virginia. They have been incredible. I cannot wait for these to keep coming out. Keep coming out. I need the UCF. We need some more Citronaut gear at home field. I need a little bit more. A little bit more. 
A little bit louder now. A little bit louder now. Homefield Apparel. Don't forget to use that promo code NETWORK12, N-E-T-W-O-R-K-1-2, for 15% off your first purchase. You're going to be want to be decked out. You're going to want to be decked out for this season. And you cannot look and feel better while cheering on your team than when you are wearing Homefield Apparel. So go to homefieldapparel.com, promo code NETWORK12, 15% off your first order. Don't forget to follow them on Twitter, the good brand. Give them a follow on threads. They're on there. We're on there. All right. One of my favorite episodes of the uh, of the offseason. Coming up, don't forget, we'll have an exclusive interview on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Go subscribe, like the video, leave a comment, please, oh, please, oh, please. We're trying to grow that. 1012network.com. Every show in the network, go check them out. Go listen to an episode. It's a great opportunity to familiarize yourself, especially if you're a fan of one of the new schools, and a great opportunity to familiarize yourself with the other eight schools, or if you're, or so the other 10, or if you're one of the 10 uh, current Big 12 schools old Big 12 schools, OG Big 12 schools. We want to familiarize yourself with the four incoming. we got a podcast for Baylor. We've got a podcast for BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. So go check them all out. Kyle Loomlong, Big 12 Dream Road Trip. Let's get to it. I'm Sam, and I co-host the Scott Holm Podcast, the known universe's first Houston Cougar Sports Podcast. Every week, even during the offseason, my co-host Dustin and I come on and talk everything current as it relates to the Cougs, and every so often, we'll bring on UH luminaries like Carl Lewis, Kellen Sampson, and a number of other fantastic Cougar voices, and as proud members of the 1012 Network, we also find the time to talk about our future conference and future opponents in the Big 12 as well. If all of that sounds even a little bit interesting to you, we would love it if you subscribe to the Scott Holm Podcast on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else you put podcasts in your ears. That's podcast spelled P-A-W-D cast because the two of us hosting the show are nothing if not big dorks so thank you and go coogs the best season of big 12 football possibly of all time will be underway this fall as we've continued to hammer this point folks that there has never been a season like what we're about to see and frankly there never will be With the relationships that have already been established from long ago, you've got two teams that are ready to get out the door, eight teams that are ready to see them leave, four teams that want their shot at at the the heavyweights. I mean, this is just going to be incredible. And so, of course, of course, we do this every every year. We do our Big 12 Dream Road Trip. And I'm so excited for this year because... It's not like, oh, we're just looking for cool matchups, or we're just looking for the, you know those games we love. No, no, no. There are final shots, only shots, unique shots at matchups that we have are, are going to get to talk about, and I, I am, I am thrilled. And and I went looking for the what I felt would be a perfect guest for this particular episode. And I thought, you know, I want to get someone who has experience in the Big Twelve, maybe for a player. And then I thought, no, 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 no. I want someone who's got wit. I want someone who is a fan of a team that is leaving. And so you probably know him as Aggie Fact Thursday, if I remember that correctly. Uh, he is Kyle Umlong, joining Whoa. us today here on the 1012 Podcast. Well, Kyle, welcome, sir. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to do this road trip with you. I, I have to ask, because I haven't had a, a, an OU or Texas fan or a person on much recently. And, and so... Like this idea in my head has been that like, look, I get Texas and OU fans are thrilled and ready to go. Y'all are like one foot out the door and, and one is just like like a couple toes still left in the in the Big 12 house. But y'all are ready to go to the SEC, which is completely understandable. I get all that. Just like I think the, the Big 12 teams that remain are kind of ready to just like we're all excited for this season because it's thrilling, but also ready for some some just some normalcy because it's been just a nonsense upheaval for two years. And, and I think it's been weird, but I am curious for those maybe who, and there's always me fans who are like, nah, screw the Big 12, we don't care, <laughs> bye. But like for those true OU Texas fans that have been in this conference for so long, who do actually like have built relationships with other fan bases and have friends that are fans of the remaining eight, like at what point do you think it will hit OU and Texas fans alike? We are going to kind of miss some of this. Yeah. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like, um, like I like senioritis. You're like all you're all pumped to go to college. Like high school is just you're just walking by your last year, and then like it finally gets there, and you're just like I don't know, kind of nervous, and you know you kind of miss what you know in high school. Um, so I I would put I not not like downgrading 
the Big 12 as high school and SEC as college. But it, it's it's that it's that kind of feeling like we've been ramped up for like you said two years on, on this, uh, and it's finally getting closer. And yes, it is exciting to to move on and stuff. But also, yeah, I have made so many uh, friends on Twitter from like everywhere, Tech, Kansas State, not really Kansas. I don't think Kansas has Twitter uh, people. <laughs> Uh, so, but Bay, like I, I, I love being on everyone's like um, podcast and interacting with everyone throughout the season. So yes, I will miss interacting with a lot of those fan bases. Um, and you know, there, there's history, twenty uh, something years in the Big Twelve. Um, yes, changes, changes, good and necessary. But it is also, it also pulls at your heartstrings just, just a tiny bit. So hopefully, the Big Twelve just sucks really bad after we leave, and it'll be, it'll be fine for us. I do not. I do not want to be sitting on the couch watching my team in the Alamo Bowl, and then like the playoff having like two Big Twelve teams in it or something. Then I would, you know, <laughs> I'd be like, "Why do we leave?" You know. Oh, so. I mean, you're leaving an Along easier the- path to for a more a more difficult one. I mean, that's you know, yeah, that's going to be the argument. I, I think I think I think it'd be an easier path, especially with the twelve team playoff coming out. Uh, I mean, even at, even as it stands with four teams, obviously they they the committee loves SEC teams. Okay. Um, you know, twelve, <laughs> you gotta be perfect basically all the way down to the end to have a shot. In SEC, you can have, you know, you can two loss your way in. Maybe I, SEC is, I, I hate the the uh, unnecessary bias that they get in that type of stuff. So I'll be glad that we finally are getting it. Hopefully. Uh, I'm I'm so intrigued with how, what like the OU and Texas fans walk into the SEC and looking around and be like, what the is these what's wrong with these people? What did we just? It's like get it's like getting married to to a woman that you're very excited about, and then you meet like the full family for the first time. And you're like, what the hell did I yeah, just crazy Aunt Kathy? Like, what what's wrong with her? Like creepy uncles. You got <laughs> you got wild demon cousin children. Yeah. You got. Just, just the full range, full gamut, and you're like, man, I thought our family was weird, but this is another level. It's gonna be very interesting. I cannot, I cannot wait. Uh, all right, so let's get this started. I, We've got oh, your go intro into this though was I thought was just chef's kiss. It this is going to be an awesome season for everyone involved. I I'm very very pumped to be a wow. part of this craziness. If there's one message I can have been hammering since like January when we had Ryan Nani on, it's there's never been a season like this ever in any co- conference at all. There will never be another one like it. We all just need to buckle up and enjoy the hell out of what is just going to. This is just football. We're not talking about basketball, right, and yeah. baseball, all, and so like yeah, all the other sports going on. I'm just so excited for everything. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. All right, so let's start. Let's get our let's get yeah. underway with week one. Uh, the rules of this are simple. Uh, you may not go to a a stadium more than twice. Um, you may go to a Thursday or Friday and a Saturday game as long as you can realistically drive from location A to location B in time. As this is a dream road trip, not a dream hop on a uh, quick flight over there trip. Right. Um, I, I did not put a you have to see every team once. I did try to make sure that I saw every team once this season just to try and, and keep some balance. But you're not required to. So uh, let's get underway with week one, first week of the season. Not week zero because Big 12 doesn't play on week zero because – we're not weird Big Ten teams who need to match up bottom dwellers on a Saturday for attention. Right. Uh, as my guest, Kyle, uh, where, where are you going to first in week one of the season? It was between uh, Colorado and TCU and West Virginia and Penn State, but I, I settled on Penn State and West Virginia just because I, I, I think that'll be a great, uh, a great matchup. Uh, I don't know what Colorado is going to be this year. Uh, they're either going to be cool to watch or – you know, teetering on 0 and 12. I, I don't know what's going to happen yet with them. So I probably won't miss that much if I skip that one. So uh, I'm doing West Virginia at Penn State week one. All right. I'm kicking things off with a double header in week one. I want to get it. I want to get going. Uh, the very first Big 12 game of the season, because it kicks off an hour earlier than the Kansas game does, is UCF at Kent State. I'm going to go to that Thursday night game. It's the first Big 12 game of the season. It's an opportunity to go to the bounce house. It's probably not going to be a very exciting game, but I'm just so ready for this season that I want to digest as much of it as I possibly humanly can. I've never been to the bounce house in Orlando. I cannot wait to go for the first time. Probably not for real this year, but I'm going to, it's on my, it's on my bucket list. I, I, I think it's be great, which then means that I have plenty of time on Saturday 
to go somewhere else. Now, typically, I like road games in the non-con because I can go to all the Big 12 stadiums once it's time for the season to start. And only two Big 12 teams start their season on the road. One of them is the game you mentioned, West Virginia at Penn State. The other one is Texas Tech at Wyoming. Now, normally, I want to go on the road. And so I'm, I'm just torn between West Virginia probably getting slapped around at Penn State. Like, I'm a little bit afraid. That you talked about Colorado and how good they are. There's also a little bit like, how good is West Virginia going to be against a Penn right. State team that everyone's super hyped on? Or going to a Big 12 stadium to see TCU coming off a national championship berth uh, face Deion Sanders. I'm picking Fort Worth and TCU versus Colorado. Uh, our, our, a preview of a probably in the future Big 12 matchup. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I am very excited to see what TCU looks like rebounding after last year. And look, it's not that I'm like buying the hype, but I at least want to see what all the hype is about with Colorado. And so an opportunity to see it in person, even though week one is not going to be the West week. Just don't know. (laughs) So like, I, I mean, I, I'm not sure either West Virginia, Penn state or TCU Colorado will be a good football game. Um, but I, I want to see what the hype's about in person for myself. So I will head to Fort Worth for TCU and Colorado. All right. So with that in mind, Week two, we got a lot of good options in week two. A lot of good options. So I'm curious, a lot of good what are options, you picking here? But I, I really want to see Oregon play Tech. I, I just, I, I think it'll be a good matchup. Um, I've never, the last time I've seen Oregon really play was the Alamo Bowl against Texas, and that was horrible. So I would like for them to get beat. I think Tech is going to be decent this year. I think they have a good shot at home beating. Oregon, so I would like to see that one. This is a really good week. It's the best non-conference week that seems to be pretty standard. I do think Texas Tech hosting Oregon, that's a huge game, and the Texas Tech hype, strand, hype train is, um, that that is a runaway train already. Uh, I'll be interested to see how that goes. We got UCF at Boise State. We got Oklahoma State at Arizona State, a potential future Big 12. We got a lot of Big 12, Pac-12 for some reason. We've got uh, Iowa State hosting Iowa. As always, uh, the El Clasico, El Asico, always a fun time. Uh, Baylor hosting Utah. Cincinnati at Pitt. I think Kansas hosting Illinois is interesting. Those are all great. Um, you obviously are going to have plenty of opportunities to see Texas and Alabama face off right. here in the very, very near future. But this is the last year for Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12. So it's the last time to see Texas face off like, in a game like this as a Big 12 team. And because I like to go to road games for non-conference, this just feels like the right one to go to. It's Texas at Bama. It's a huge game. I, I do. I think that this game is almost more interesting this year because of how close it was last year in Austin. Obviously, this game's in Tuscaloosa. It's not going to be the same thing. It's not going to be the same game, and it might not be close. But with all the hype for Texas this year, they're going to be the the Big Twelve media days preseason yeah. number one. Like, I want to go to this game. I want I want to see because I want to see early on. Is Texas for real? Is the expectation that have been put on them this year for real? I, this game, it's a great weekend. I think this is actually one of those weekends where I would want to stay at home and have as many TVs on as possible just to watch as much football as I can because there's going to be a ton of good stuff. But I, I can't I can't skip Texas at Alabama. It's just it's just too good of an opportunity. Yes, I, I that was my second pick, but I think it'll be a blowout this season. I think – I think the Sark train gets moving early in the season, takes advantage of them, and just really just puts up some numbers. I'm very excited for this game. I do not think it'll be close. That is my gut. My gut tells me I've already drank the Kool-Aid this year. This is going to be a <laughs> defining game where we jump like 10 ranks. Uh, it'll be awesome. That's that's That's, that's well, big. <laughs> It'll be very interesting. I'm very, I'm very interested. It's, it's going to be such a good game. Okay. Uh, week three, a, a sneaky good slate. Not awesome. Not nearly as good as week two, but a sneaky good slate with some very interesting games. Kyle, where are you headed for week three? Um, I, it's between BYU and Arkansas or, um, Kansas state, Missouri. I, I think it's, it'd be awesome to see Kansas state and Missouri just because, you know, they used to, be in the Big 12 together, and I just don't like Missouri that much. Kansas State's all right. Uh, but then BYU in Arkansas, I think I think that would be a, a very good game. So I'm going to go – I think the most I'm excited for is BYU-Arkansas. That's the one. All right. Well, uh, I'll, we'll get seats together because I'm going to be joining you. Uh, look, yeah. I agreed. Kansas State and Missouri I think should be fun. I'm 
Remember, I mean, last year it was pretty much Kansas State blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, what was it? Uh, let's see, BYU and Arkansas. We're going to. You've got West Virginia Pitt, the backyard brawl, round two. This went at West yeah, Virginia. I think will be pretty, pretty good. good. That was an incredible game, and T- the first Big Twelve game of the season. TCU traveling to Houston this week as well. I think is a good game, but I agree. BYU at Arkansas. I don't know what to expect from either team. Right. right. Um, this is Arkansas's last home game until October 21st. They have four straight games away from Fayetteville. Road game, neutral site game against AM, the two road games. October 21st is the next time they will have a home game. So I feel like the Razorback crowd might be big. They've got to replace both the coordinators. I just, I, I think this is going to be a fun game. Yeah. I, mean, I already live in Arkansas, so it's not like it's that far a trip for me. I may <laughs> see if I can do this game for real. Uh, so I am with you, BYU at Arkansas. That is, that is the week three pick. All right, week four, sir. Where are you uh, headed? I got OU at Cincinnati. I think that's going to be a great game. That that's one that I might even try to go to. I'm close. Uh, I. I think it'll be great. I think Cincinnati is going to at least give Oklahoma a run for their money. Um, I think it'll be a close game. So I would love to be there uh, and see that upset. Cause obviously I, I think the media will think, Oh, you will roll on this one. But I think since he got has them this week, this year. All right. So we'll just road trip again for week two. Cause I'm going to the same place. I think there's a lot of good, interesting ones. Texas at Baylor. Uh, we're getting into big 12 place. So you're going to see some like, Potentially last time two teams will right, meet for right. a very long time, not ever. Uh, you you get some BYU-Kansas for the first time. UCF-Kansas State for the first time. Uh, Texas Tech at West Virginia. An interesting one. But yeah, look, Oklahoma going to Cincinnati. I don't care what Cincinnati's record is through the non-conference. They are going to be so hyped for their yeah. first conference game. And it's Oklahoma at their stadium. I think the the vibe there is going to be absolutely incredible. That might be the biggest Cincinnati crowd. Maybe no, because when they played Notre Dame, they played them on the road. Like this might be one of the biggest Cincinnati crowd of all time. I think it's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be the first real test for Oklahoma too, because their non-conference, because that Georgia game got canceled because of Oklahoma joining the SEC. Their non-con is nothing. It's SMU, Tulsa, and somebody else. Like this is Oklahoma's first test. Cincinnati with a whole new coaching staff. Not sure what to expect here. I'm with you. Got this is the I think this is the most interesting game of this week. Yep. Week five, where are you headed? Um, BYU Cincinnati. I think I think that'll be a good one. Um, I don't know what to expect from either team. I think hopefully Cincinnati will be rolling off off a great victory against Oklahoma. I think it'll be, I I think it'll be a very 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 good game, and I would and I. Where it's at it's at BYU, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a Friday yeah. night game, nine fifteen. Guys, time kickoff. BYU um, always be. they always are bragging about those awesome mountain views from the stadium. So I think it'd be good to see that. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Uh, yeah, that game is Friday. There's just no way to get from BYU in a night game and then make it to another game on Saturday. So I'm gonna stick with Saturday. And look, um, here at the ten twelve podcast, we love interconference transfers a lot. I think they're incredible. They create incredible drama. It's especially fun in basketball because it's just five on five, and you could get right. you know home and away. And there are a lot of interesting interconference transfers this season. You got John Paul Richardson leaving OSU for TCU. Trace Ford transferring OSU to Oklahoma. Dominic Richardson transferring from OSU to Baylor. Caleb Etienne transferring from OSU to BYU. I just keep making this joke because there's more than that. Um, but <laughs> look. When you have a quarterback who's going to have to face his former team, how can I how can miss you... that? Yeah, I can't. And so Houston, with Donovan Smith, who is likely to be their starter, going on the road to Lubbock to face Texas Tech this week, I have to be there. And I'm a, okay. I'm a Donovan Smith stan, oh, and I, I hate that his time in Lubbock ended. I'm so excited to see what the Donovan Smith era is like in Houston for the Cougars. This is also one of those games where I'm like, this is going to be a, like, TCU-Baylor feels like the bigger rivalry than, like, TCU, like, Texas Tech or Baylor-Texas Tech. Texas Tech-Houston feels like this is going to be the other Texas rivalry. Yeah, the other Texas rivalry. Yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. There's so many cross-relationships of coaches kind of going back and forth to Newsburg. I I think this is going to be a great start of 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 a new Big 12 rivalry. 
You got the Donovan Smith situation. This is the game. This is the one I got to go to. You bring up really great points. I might have to change my answer. That oh, you're right. The tortillas will be a flying. That <laughs> it's going to be insane. They're that the tech crowd gets. They get nasty, especially when it's home field. Especially when it's at home. Especially when it's you know like some story about uh you know a player that used to play there or you know coach mm-hmm. that used to be there. It's it's they get. Very personal and it's awesome. So yeah, I I agree. That would be a, a great one to get get to. Uh, for for any uh, fans of any of the incoming schools who are not aware, just as a heads up, just a warning: do not eat the tortillas. Okay, if there's a tortillas flying in the stadium when they start going, to do <laughs> not eat them because you have to ask yourself, how did they get these into the stadium? That's all you need to ask. You do not need to do not do not do it. Do not do it. All right, uh, week six. Uh, I, I thought this one might be tricky. Texas Tech Baylor, uh, Kansas State at Oklahoma State on a Friday night could be interesting. I, Kyle, I think we're going to be at the same game again. Uh, I I picked OU Texas just because I that game is just always fun, no matter what we're ranked, no matter what projections are that year. It's it's always it, it's my favorite game of the year to go to. So I I'm choosing OU Texas. I'll be there with you. It's the last time Red River will be a Big Twelve game. So I feel the need to to go and attend yeah. this one before it's be an SEC it. game, and yeah. and then you're just kind of like a, a like it's still going to be a great game as an SEC game, but now you're just kind of like an un, uninvested uh, observer as opposed to like the outcome of this game could impact the Big right, Twelve right. championship, right? And so, and it might be a preview of the Big Twelve championship game if you want to believe some projections and things that we were seeing earlier in the early off season. No so I'm with you, yeah. I, I don't know. OU schedule is um, <laughs> the Big Twelve. I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, I'm with you. I'm in Red River. We're both gonna be headed to Dallas uh, for the f- last Red River Big Twelve game, which is gonna be. I think that's one of the things I will miss the most is that game is such a big deal, and it's such a neat thing that one of the biggest rivalries and one of the biggest rivalry games. What's there's some, one of the used to unique football games up there with the cocktail party because it's this neutral site at a during a a freaking Texas state fair and the food and the drink and this two fit. Like it's just such a cool college football thing. And for that to no longer be part of the big 12 really sucks. Like however you feel at Oakland or Texas, like just, just that event, which is so unique being part of this conference was such a cool thing. And to lose it is, it, it sucks. I don't know a better word for it. For sure. All right. Oh, no more sad. Uh, let's talk happy. Uh, week seven, uh. week seven of the schedule. What you got? Uh, I really like. I, I've already been to BYU, but I really like BYU TCU. Um, and I was trying to think. Yeah, the the West Virginia Houston game is on Thursday, so I could definitely make. I could definitely make both games. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. So I'll probably do those two. All right. Well, I also am headed to West Virginia at TCU because, again, it is a Thursday game, and there's no reason not to double right. dip. Right. Plus. Oh, no, it's West Virginia Houston. Sorry. Uh, yeah. West Virginia Houston. Because also, folks, it's the Dana Holgerson Bowl. It will be the first time Dana Holgerson has faced off against West Virginia since he left the Mountaineers for the Cougars. How can I not go to that game? <laughs> like, I don't feel like the West Virginia fans and Houston fans have made this into like, like every argument for like, this could be a rivalry is like, yeah, he'll just leave one day. So it doesn't really matter. And I'm like, West Virginia fans are like, at there's this collection of West Virginia fans who are adamant that no, we don't have a rivalry and we don't want, it's almost like we don't want one. It's like, right. But you keep complaining that you're not feeling connected, but then it's like, we try and you're like, no, I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> uh, I hope beyond hope that Dana says something just, just stupid. Before this game, got all nice up the week, stirred all up the the week before. Just to really, and I I want you to find that clip of it's like, well, you can't recruit in West Virginia, but even now, West Virginia fans are down so bad they're like, yeah, he was right. (laughs) It's like, all right, enough (laughs) with this Eeyore crap. Like, you got an opportunity on Thursday. Uh, okay, so then on Saturday, you were talking about BYU at at TCU. Man, what's we, we? How do we keep doing this? Because again. We have a Mountain West rivalry renewed in BYU at TCU that when both of these teams were in the Mountain West was a heated rivalry. It was two fan bases that did not like each other. They were very, very competitive. Not Holy War level, not rivalry level of like Gary Patterson and he shall not be named. But this was two fan bases and two teams that did not, that were adamantly enemies. 
to get a revival, a rivalry renewed and an opportunity to see that again, I think it's going to be incredible. So, man, we're just, we're going to have many weekends, I guess, where we're going to be hanging out. Well, I saw, you sit on one side, I'll sit on the other side. Because at this point in the season, we're tired of each other a little bit, right. too much time together. No. Uh, but I'm with you. I, I West Virginia at Houston, because that's the game that should be a rivalry, and BYU TCU, because it used to be, and we probably will be again. Definitely, for sure. All right, so that leads us to week eight. Uh, we have 12 of the 14 teams in action. Let's see if we're in the same spot again. Kyle, where are you headed? I'm going to Norman. Uh, I want I want to see... Uh, what are they, Golden Knights? I want to see the Golden Knights uh, knock that uh, schooner over. I'm excited. I think I think it'll be another good test for Oklahoma, and I, I would just love for them to get beat at home uh, by a newbie, newbie team. So I'm going for that one for sure. That is a fantastic game. Um, are we on week eight? Oh, okay. I have to switch some things around. I had the wrong thing for my thing. Okay, hold on a second. Uh, I had originally and now that i'm looking at this i have to change my notes on this uh originally i was going to say tcu at kansas state because you have a rematch of oh yeah yeah. the big 12 championship game these two teams met twice last year fantastic games uh but that that's that can't be the pick it's not the pick at all that's not where i'm i'm headed to houston i need a baylor game and i i will i will get one at some point yeah but uh tech this is one of the funniest games of the season to me is Texas going to Houston? Texas having to go to Houston, a program the Longhorns have now not have done not only everything in their power to avoid, to basically not acknowledge even exists for as long as they possibly can. And a Houston fan base that has been chomping at the no, no incoming team is more excited for a shot at home right. against one of the remaining teams about to leave than Houston versus Texas. They played three times since the Southwest Conference ended, but not once since 2002. If there is one game the Houston crowd should actually show up for, yes, that's a shot at the Houston fan base. Uh, this is it. This is the game. You finally get Texas at yeah. your home stadium. There was all these rumors of like the reason this, the, the schedule's taking so long is because there's this argument. It should be at NRG and Houston. Yeah. This is the game. This is your <laughs> shot. You get Texas at home. I got to be there for this. This is going to be great. I actually might be at this game in person. My cousin goes to Houston. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna try and go with her, um, but and my parents live close by anyway, so I might do that one. But I was looking at tickets for this, and it, it's like you know minimum already three hundred dollars, nosebleeds, and I'm like, damn it! One of my friends on Twitter sent me a link to season tickets for Houston, hundred twenty five dollars. <laughs> so they're so excited. I'm sitting here in ESPN. I'll probably, it's like... I'll probably get tickets to my cousin, but. If if you want tickets to the game, buy season tickets. That's the Let's way see. to do it. I'm looking at ESPN. Baylor at Cincinnati. Tickets as low as $70. That's the next closest to Texas at Houston. Tickets as low as $118. Ooh, it's gone down. Nice. Oh, there, there you go. There, click. That, that stub hub. I'll, uh, I'll send you the link uh, so you can, <laughs> you can get in there. Okay. Uh, so I just, man, we gate. It, it, oh, it's going to be. Fantastic. Okay, uh, let's move on down to week nine. All right, this is where I got all mixed up. All right, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Week nine, where are you headed, Kyle? I got to go to DKR to see Texas finally beat BYU. (laughs) We have lost so many times to them in a row. I have to see it in person. Uh, This is our chance uh, right before we go. So Texas, BYU, that's the one. I mean, at some point it's going to happen for you guys. At some point... You'll get that win. That has to happen. I I think there's some other interesting ones. Obviously, OU at Kansas. Kansas is last shot. Kansas has been fairly close to pulling off the upset the last couple seasons. Can they do it this year? Uh, West Virginia UCF should be fun. I think those are two teams that are going to be excited to play each other. West Virginia is. Uh, But I have to have a Baylor game at some point. Oh, yeah. And and I just, the way the season stacked up, I didn't, there weren't a lot of times where I was like, I'm going to Baylor. So (laughs) Baylor hosting Iowa State. Uh, this week, this is my this is my Baylor at Baylor game going to Waco. It felt like a good opportunity to 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 see these two teams, two teams that are coming off very disappointing seasons last year. I'm interested to see how they bounce back. Um, and this is usually a game that can get a little bit saucy, uh, a little bit fun. So I'm gonna go to Iowa State at B at Baylor because I need I need one of these games for for both teams. Gotcha. 
All right. Week to every every game can't be like every weekend just be like it's because of this incredible thing. Sometimes just I just gotta go see that team. But okay. there are a lot of incredible weekends, like like you've said. God, there's so many. Uh, so the many. next one is is one of them. Week the yeah, last week ten last bedlam gotta go yeah. to. Uh, yeah. I have felt the pain of losing a big brother little brother rivalry. I I miss it every year around Thanksgiving. Smell the turkey. Smell the pumpkin pie. Uh oh, we should be kicking off right now. Uh, I know they'll feel that for I don't know how long. Uh, hopefully they come to their senses and you know set something up. But one last bedlam game, let's do it. That's where I'm going. Yeah, look, as a uh, this is a Big Twelve podcast. Everyone knows I am an Oklahoma State fan. Uh, I went to my first bedlam game two years ago when they won in Stillwater. It was an incredible game. It was an incredible experience. Uh, not sure I want a chance to. Get a kid. I was like, if this is the last one, I gotta go. And then they we won, and then they played two more. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not gonna risk this. I'm, I'm a, a one and zero in Bedlam, so I'm good. Uh, but yeah, like that is the game. And I think there's some other good ones this year, this weekend. Houston to Baylor, uh, even TCU at Texas Tech on Thursday. If we wanted to try and double up, uh, but Bedlam, it's it, this is the last Bedlam for tickets as low as looking at ESPN. Tickets as low as two hundred and thirteen dollars. The yeah, next most expensive game this week is sixty three dollars for Houston at Baylor. It, it's gonna uh, it's gonna skyrocket, like especially if you know one of the teams doing well. Uh, hopefully, if both, it's gonna be insane. But uh, yeah, it'll be a good one. I I agree. At some point, uh, cooler heads will prevail, and they'll they'll figure something out. But I you know, yeah, I I I think it'll be way faster than Texas A and M. So I, I do too. Which is I, I, never. We're just which you join. I, I, again, that's the only reason it's happening. And I think oh, you know she will find a way. No, I, I, I agree with you. Texas yeah. and AM, I mean, it's they're joining the same conference. Like they can't avoid each other anymore. Uh right. I think cooler heads will prevail. I think they'll they'll get this figured out. But obviously the last Bedlam game for a very, very long time. Week eleven of the season. We have is that every team? Every team's on. Every team's playing. You got seven games. Kyle, oh, where are you headed? No buys. Uh, and they're all on Saturday, so uh, I don't know. Um, I think TCU Texas, but you know TCU gets one last chance to just cream Texas like they have been the last decade. Uh, but uh, I kind of want to see UCF OSU at the bounce house. I think that'd be an interesting one. I think that will be an interesting game late in the season. That, that's my choice. Uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good choice. I think that's a good choice. Uh, West Virginia, Oklahoma is an interesting one. West Virginia finally beat Oklahoma last year. Could they do it two years in a row before Oklahoma leaves? Maybe one in Norman. Uh, I am I am going to Iowa State at BYU. Two things. One, I've got to get to the stadium. I've, we've all seen the photos. I need to get out to yeah. Provo. I've got to check out this football stadium. And since Jamie Pollard has decided that Iowa State BYU needs to be a, I'm going to put up air quotes for those of you listening in podcast form. Uh, this needs to be a rivalry game that's played all the time every year for some strange reason. Uh, I look, I don't, no one understands Jamie Pollard, but Jamie Pollard. Uh, but okay, that's how you want to treat this game. Let's go. Let's go to Iowa State at BYU. Let's check out Provo. Uh, this should be a very interesting competition between a team of uh, players and fans that chug Dr. Pepper and a team of fans that chug Natty Light. Two very di- two beverages that I don't think really go together, but you know, I, I, you drink what you drink when you're pouring in college. So uh, I'm headed to Iowa State BYU. I'm I am excited. I, I'm in real life. Like I gotta get to Provo at some point. I'm like, honey, look at these pictures. She's like, I could probably go to a to one of those football games. I was like, yeah, I think you could. I think you would enjoy. <laughs> Just stare at the mountains. No, that's mean. She likes football. Uh, okay. So we've just got two weeks left of this season, uh, during this regular season. Two games left to pick, or depending upon how you want to handle Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, week 12. Again, every team is in action this weekend, so you got a full slate of games to choose from. What's it going to be, Kyle? Uh, I think West Virginia-Cincinnati. Uh, I think that's going to be a, a nice rivalry in the Big 12. Um, they're so close to each other. Um, yeah, that's the one. You this know, is I, a, I thought B, I thought BU TCU, but I just don't think Baylor or TCU is going to be that good as you know this that rivalry has been pretty awesome since you know twenty thirteen ish era. So 
I was thinking about that one and maybe BYU OU, but I've already been to BYU. So it was tough. Um, I think West Virginia at home against Cincy. That's the one. Yeah, I think that is, you know, again, West Virginia fans don't want any rivalries except Pitt, <laughs> Penn State. Um, but that is going to be a rival game in the Big 12. I think that's a great choice. I think it's a great option. I, I think the rivalry, yeah, neither team may be great this year, but it's the rivalry. It's always a fun game. Uh, Oklahoma BYU. My last memory of Oklahoma playing BYU is uh, Sam Bradshaw getting hurt uh, and BYU winning that game. BYU loves to play Oklahoma and Texas. It's very successful for them. Uh, OSU in Houston. OSU has a losing record to Houston all time. So there's the thing. Texas and Iowa State. That That's a series that's just been crazy the last few years. I know this is a rivalry, though, that's going to continue moving forward. But this feels like the first time where I feel like Kansas might actually win the Sunflower Showdown for the first time in a very, very long time. This should be an exciting Kansas team. That's not a shot at Kansas State. I think Kansas State, even with all they lost, is still going to be good this year. But I think they won't be. They might not be quite as good. Kansas should be a bit better this year. They've got a healthy Jalen Daniels. Like I'm going to the Sunflower Showdown. I, I, it's a great week. This is the other one of like circling. I'm like, I almost want to just be at home and watch games all day because I think it's just going to be an incredible slate of Big Twelve games. But I'm going to head to Sunflower Showdown. I think it's going to be great in Lawrence. I think that's going to be a great place to be. Uh, it should be a fun rivalry game. Love rivalry games. Love rivalry games. Yeah. So I'm like, which not a rivalry? Like, just shut up, make a fake trophy, and let's enjoy this, okay? Uh, which <laughs> Uh, all right. Does the Flower Showdown have a trophy? I haven't. I haven't seen that one yet. I no. I don't. Not you know. Sure, we can make one. one. Okay, I'll find one. Probably. I'll just. I'll. Uh, uh, graphic design is my passion. It. Um. <laughs> all right. Thanksgiving weekend, the last weekend of the regular season. Uh, the last time we will watch a regular season. We're at the weekend of Oklahoma and Texas in the Big 12. It's going to be a weirdly emotional weekend. Uh, we've got two Friday night games. We've got five on Saturday. Kyle, what's your plan here, man? Ugh, I'm uh, doing Texas, Texas Tech on Friday. And then I didn't really know about the second one. Um, probably Oklahoma State, BYU. I, I can do that, maybe. We'll see. I like that. I like that. Um, I am going with TCU at Oklahoma, in part because it's the 11 a.m. game. Uh, so I know I have plenty of time to get wherever I want to go for my second destination. Um, and I just think it's a fun one. I, I think both Friday games. Is, yeah, I wish there enough time to drive from Norman. I don't think that, there's not enough time to get from Norman to Austin between. That's like seven hours. No, there's not time because no. it's 11 a.m. game at 6:30. There's not. There's not time. That'd be great. Um, but I'll do te- I'll do TCU at Oklahoma instead of Texas Tech at Texas, um, because I do think there's a real shot that Texas and Texas Tech find a way to schedule some non-conference games in the future. Yeah, I, 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 I think so too. They like I, they used, they had like some like gentleman's agreement like a year ago to continue playing, but I think they got nixed. So I'm not really I'm not really sure where they're at with that. But I, yeah, I, I think I think they'll schedule something in the future. For sure. uh, like there are very few where I look at Oklahoma and Texas and say, I bet they'll schedule them. I, I think Bedlam will find a way. Texas, Texas Tech will find a way. And, and, and Texas and Oklahoma might find a couple of those. But I, you know, it does think that, that some games like we'll probably never see Iowa State, Oklahoma again, unless they're matched up in a bowl game. Yeah, in a bowl game or something. And, yeah. and that's, that, that sucks um, a lot. They're, they're definitely, at some point I'm going to sit down and be like, what are the matchups I'm mostly going to miss? Uh, Iowa state, Oklahoma is going to be one TCU, Texas is going to be one. There's definitely going to be Kansas state versus Oklahoma. Oh, that's going to, going to miss that one. All right. Uh, but I'll do TCU, Oklahoma on Friday. And then on Saturday, uh, you know, I got my Baylor game in, so I don't have to do West Virginia Baylor. Uh, BYU OSU is, is interesting, but, uh, we got Farmageddon. We got what I believe might end up being the best rivalry game in the big 12 moving forward. Uh, I think it's, you know, I mean, last year, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Last year was the first time I had heard Farmageddon. I don't know why it happens every year, apparently, because but. neither fan, neither school wants to like acknowledge the rivalry or the name of it. Um, <laughs> I, I rumor think it's is badass. I, I love it. Oh, it's, it's incredible. There's no official trophy. Lots of people have different ideas. Right. Uh, apparently Jamie Pollard doesn't even like the, like the rivalry. <laughs> of course. There's all these things about Jamie Pollard. I, I don't know. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. I just, you hear all these things about Jamie Pollard. Um, and so it's, it, 
but it's two fan bases like they hate each other. Every matchup in every sport, they freaking hate each other. That's what you want a rivalry to be is two two fan bases on either side with with farming equipment ready to charge each other in a murderous rage. Like, yeah. Two and, farm fed yeah. and both athletic departments are kind of on the same exact like level. Like, you know, it's it's it, it makes perfect sense. And don't tell their fans that because they that's gonna make them both angry that you would say that they are equals in any way, shape, or form. Uh farm versus corn or wheat versus corn. Like I just it's farm again yeah. is the most I we've just got to keep building this name up. We we need both schools to be like, all right, fine, it's farm again. Big 12, publicize it this way. Let's set it in the same weekend every year. Like, let's just do this. All right, it's going to be great. It's going to be in Manhattan. Uh, just incredible content, incredible football. Great way to end the regular season uh, with a little, uh, just just some good old-fashioned college football hate. You know, I hope it's a night game. I hope there's snow. It'll be good. Oh, God, that would be incredible. That would be great. With, with oh. playing, like, having some, like, weird, like, throwback away uniforms or something. I think that'd be a pretty sweet game. Final score, 10 to six. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Went on a, went on some goofy hail Mary at the end of the right. game. Just, just look, please. But right. Yeah. Stick it right in my veins. Let's go. Uh, Kyle, I, 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 I this is going to be an incredible season. I am, I am curious from your standpoint, you know, I kind of tease it, but now I want to talk through yeah. it just to wrap this up. Like what, what games or what teams or what rivalries do you feel like as a Texas fan you are most going to miss after Texas leaves? Um, Baylor, I don't really care about. Um, Iowa State, you know, eh, maybe. I'm going to miss Kansas just because, God, uh, everyone knows. <laughs> that. But I, I just, that game for the last like six years, gets like makes my stomach hurt leading up to I'm like god this is the game we cannot I don't care what we do the rest of the season this do not lose this game guys and two times they've let me down but uh I'm clipping that it's gonna it's going down on the internet (laughs) Kansas State I love playing Kansas State I didn't uh at the beginning uh of the 2000s they had our number really good but they haven't beat us since like the Charlie Strong era so uh I love that we caught back up with them I think we're ahead in the head-to-head finally uh, I, I'm gonna miss them. Um, you know, tech, I their fans are pretty pretty awful, but they're hilarious on Twitter. Uh, I will miss tech for sure. Um, you know, TCU, eh, take them or leave them. Oklahoma State, uh, they've had our number just like TCU, so you know, I won't miss them that much. Uh, yes, to confirm, Texas is on a six-game winning streak and has reached as is in the overall series lead thirteen to ten in that yeah. series. Oh yeah. So Kansas State can beat Oklahoma, but not Texas. As an OSU fan, I will miss OSU Texas games. Uh, it's always fun when I see Texas as the homecoming opponent because we know we're going to win homecoming uh, every year. Uh, my favorite is still Tom Herman getting mad and and Gundy just riling up the fans at the end of that one. That was yeah. incredible. Uh, was that remind me what happened on that one? I, I always get that one confused with like the Charlie Strong one that ended crazy. It was it was the uh, Corn it was the Taylor Cornelius game. Yeah, uh, and something happened like on one of the last plays, and some Texas defender got mad, and then Gundy came out there angry, and then Herman was out there being Tom Herman, you know, yeah. giant man baby, uh, and uh, it just just weird drama at the end of a just a, a wild game where Texas tried to come back and couldn't complete it. Uh, just there was a you know, this wild. five years in a row. That was that was a bad five years. Uh, the only team to ever win what like three in a row in Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Three straight in Austin. I was at the twenty thirteen game and it was the moment that oh, who was the quarterback? Um twenty thirteen was oh I can't remember. It's right before halftime though, and it's still one of my favorite gifs of all time. And he throws an interception that is a pick six that's running right down the sideline right before halftime. And the gif is the player runs past uh, Mac Brown and Mac Brown just goes, no, and just so mad that you threw a pick six right before the half. Right. Yeah, I have that, it. I have it gifed. And I just, that, every once in a while, I was like, this is one of my favorite things. That's some um, Alabama, Texas bad voodoo right there. That I think that oh. happened in that championship game. Oh. I think there was a pick six right before half. Oh. Kyle, even though Texas is leaving, I will still continue to enjoy Aggie Fact Thursday. Uh, it's uh, it's just incredible to see 
anime fans mad about anything because they have plenty to be angry about. I mean, a lot. Yeah. Plenty. They have plenty. So any more opportunity you can to make them even more angry is always fun. Kyle, you do an incredible job covering Texas and just making Twitter uh, more enjoyable. Uh, do me a favor. Where can everybody go and check out all the stuff that you do? Uh, Twitter, like you said, at Kyle Umlang. I am the weird-looking av- avatar with the sunglasses. You have seen me. I promise you, you've seen a tweet. Just that's the guy, the, guy, the weird guy with sunglasses in the burnt orange background. That guy. If you if you don't follow him, somebody you follow does and has shared one of his tweets at least once. I promise, mm-hmm. Kyle. It's been a pleasure. Uh, enjoy the season, man. It's gonna be a fun. Yeah, I, I will. I will be uh, ugly crying the whole time, and hopefully celebrating every week because we were winning the Big Twelve. Big Twelve. So fingers everyone's, crossed. Everyone's everyone's uh, great fears. Everyone's great fears for the year. Win the first one in the Big 12 and win the last one out. That's how you do it. That's a proper goodbye. Podcast Network.